never, ever marks the spot. I am altering the deep. Pray I don't alter it any further. week's episode of the top five report the podcast that knows that if it slid down the bat pole when we hit the bottom we're robin my name is drew i'll be your host for the evening along with me as always is my brother peter hey, hey man going? <laughs> it's going how are you uh i'm doing pretty good sweet um uh i don't really this is weird like we have dc fandom on the brink of coming we have a lot of news that's about to hit this weekend like right after we record that like we're going to close the microphones and then like a flood of news from dc is going to hit um and uh so there's not a lot to discuss in terms of news today but there is a couple stories that hit that i was like "Ooh, we got to talk about this and one massive one that got me hyper excited um, that's awesome. So let's um, let's jump right in. Are you watching anything, reading anything? What do we got? Yeah, so I've had time to watch a couple things. Um, what, the first thing that I got a chance to watch uh, this past week is uh, Magnum Dopus. Do you know what that is? No. Okay, so, <laughs> so this is... Um, this is I, I, I purposely kept it vague because I was hoping for that reaction, but... This is on Prime, and uh, it's Magnum Dopus is the making of Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, so this just came out like a week or two ago. And, and where do I a, find where do I find this so I it's can? It's on Prime. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, so so it's just a short documentary that's just behind the scenes of Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and uh, it's one of those things where I don't know if making of is that accurate because it doesn't show a lot of how the movie was made and it's that being said the movie is like most kevin smith movies very dialogue based so you kind of don't need to see how a lot of the stuff was done but it kind of just gives you a front row seat to what it's like to be on set on the set of a kevin smith movie so this is something where i'm a big enough kevin smith fan and drew i would assume you are as well where i really enjoyed this because it was just kind of really cool to see Kevin's like Kevin Smith work as a director and see all the other like little tidbits, uh, you know, with how the uh, I, I guess just how um, all the cast and crew um, functioned on that movie. The coolest part of it. How was, long is it? I I want to say it's like hour, an hour and a half, something like that. Well, I know what I I'm doing after I get long. done here. So. <laughs> What's that? So I know what I'm doing when I get done here. So. <laughs> okay, awesome. The coolest part about it was. This movie has a lot of heart, and it really shows, like I, like how I said, it doesn't show a lot about how the movie is made, but you really get like an appreciation for just Kevin Smith's personality and how he directs a movie set, because he, you can tell, is super gracious with his crew, and he just wears his heart on his sleeve, and he makes like everybody there feel appreciated, and it's kind of more of like just a heartwarming view behind the scenes of this movie, rather than... This is how we did everything. So I really appreciated it for that. 
if you're not a Kevin Smith fan, I don't know if this movie's for you, but if you are, definitely check it out. Um, the other, like, there's two other really cool things that they had in this movie. One was, and this is kind of more making of stuff, but one was, um, and this is a bit of a spoiler for you, but the uh, quick stop that's in Jane Silent Bob reboot is not the original quick stop. So they actually had to recreate it from another building, and that was kind of just really cool to see oh. how they got it so accurate. All right. um, and then the other piece was, oh, there's one more making of thing, and I'm actually, my mind's blanking, but that's fine, so, so I don't have to spoil <laughs> more for you, I guess. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, that, that, was, that was pretty fun, so i definitely say check that out. Um, the only other thing I've been watching, and I don't know what it is, I think it's because I watched this uh, Magnum Dopus movie, I think Prime suggested this to me, because I don't know, I think it just came up in my feed somehow, but I found out that all the seasons of Comic Book Men are on Prime as well, and I was oh, nice. like, awesome, I've been trying to figure out where to stream the show, because I've seen episode, every episode like multiple times back when they were airing, but I kind of just had not watched it in a while and kind of missed comic book men so i've been watching that and that's really great um the only thing i can say new about this watching of the show is when i first watched the show comic book men i wasn't super familiar with um i guess the friendship between like walt and brian and ming and mike and uh you know, this time watching it, I've listened to so many Smodcast podcasts. Like, I know the dynamics of that group. And so all the jokes were funny right away. And it's kind of one of those things where I didn't have to learn the the people's personalities. I, I was just, like, in on the joke right away. So that oh, was sure. really awesome. So, okay. Nice. Um, that's about it for me, though. How about you? Um, well... Um, the DC animated film Deathstroke and the Night of Dragons, um, yes. has arrived at my house. I have not watched it yet. It just, like, showed okay. up. because uh, I, I have this, like, thing where, like, you f- I find out there's some, like, animated project, and I just go online and pre-order it, so it just random. They, I've talked about this on the show before, and they just show up at my house, and it's awesome. I love it. Um, and I don't know why I decided to start collecting those, but, like, I'm only missing, like, I think three. Um, and I keep meaning to, like, just go and finish off the collection, but I have, like, from Batman the Animated Series straight through, um, to current, I have everything, which is kind of a cool collection when you put it into perspective like that. Yeah, um, that's great. So, that's, and I think that's why I just keep pre-ordering them, so I have, like, a hard copy of everything. Um, um do you care if I ask, do you know what the three you're missing are? Um, I'm missing, uh, the first Wonder Woman. Okay. I'm missing, um... Superman animated series season three. Oh yeah, you mentioned that last week. That I I, don't, I think I mentioned that to you offline when we were talking. Oh maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. The um, I'm missing that, and I'm missing one of the green. There were two Green Lantern animated films, oh. and I'm missing. I think, yeah, it's the Emerald Knights. Emerald Knights. Knights? Yeah. Okay. Um, You've seen Emerald Knights or not? I have. Um, and actually, oh, if yeah. you want to check out um, uh, Emerald Knights, it is on HBO Max right now. So. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm still working on getting, uh, figuring out how I can watch HBO Max because I have a Roku and that seems to be the only uh, service it's not available on. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, well, how about how about I put it this way? Well, who's your phone provider? Verizon. 
Oh, nah, AT&T gave everyone free HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but it's uh, if you're looking for, I just know that one. There's a bunch of them on there. Um, that's going to segue to news really well, but uh, I'm going to come back to that in a second. Um, cool. The uh, The other thing that I was watching, uh, do you know who uh, Enrique Iglesias is? Okay, um, I really like him. Not, not who I was expecting you to say, what, what were you expecting me to say? I don't know. I just didn't okay. expect it to be. Okay. <laughs> I guess I, I expected somebody related to like nerd culture. Oh, well, no. So Enrique Iglesias is in. He's and he's one of my current favorite stand-up comics. He's. I think he's really funny. I don't know if you've watched Wait, any of his. Talking about Gabe, Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias, not yes, Enrique Iglesias. That's the pop singer. Yeah, not the pop singer. Gabriel Iglesias. Wow, I feel dumb. Sorry. That, that's why. That's why I laughed. Yeah. Okay. Gabriel Iglesias. Thank you for correcting me. Let's. We can fix that in post. Ryan, watch that time slot. Um. No. So. Um. So Gabriel Iglesias is one of. Is, he's a, a fantastic stand-up comic. I don't know. Have you seen any of his stand-up stuff? Yeah, I've seen. I mean, I'm. I'm not like diehard fan where I've seen them all, but I've seen a number of his stand-up. Okay, I haven't seen all of his either, but really I, th- I think he's really funny too, and I like some of his character voices that he does and everything for like, because yeah. it's not like he does impressions, he does his own stuff. Um, yeah. He has on Netflix a show called Mr. Iglesias. And like, is it like a sitcom? It's a sitcom where he plays a high school history teacher. <laughs> okay, nice. um, and it is a very, it's a very family-friendly show, and uh, some of the jokes with the kids are very um, standard sitcom, full house kind of jokes that you'd have for kids to deliver. Um, but the rest of the show is very his stand-up type stuff. And it's actually pretty funny. And, like, there's some, like, every now and then there's some legit, like, cameos in there. Like, Joel McHale was on an episode. Uh, Shooter McGavin from the... Um, from Happy Gilmore. I can never remember that oh, guy's yeah. name, but that guy, yeah. he plays the football coach at the school that he teaches at. Like, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um, it's, Perfect. the show's actually pretty funny. Um, and I'm not, I, I thought I watched the season finale last night and there was another episode. So <laughs> I'm just kind of oh. rolling with it. Um, I'm just really enjoying it. It's pretty cool. So, um, that's great. I think I've seen that sitcom on Netflix, like not, seen it but seen it come up on like suggested so maybe i'll check it out well i i got really in the late 90s i got into really big into the comedy boom that happened and um yeah uh and then there was another comedy boom fairly recently and i got really into that and i just like stand-up comics in general so i'm you know poking around you hear a stand-up comic you're like oh that's cool like gabriel iglesias or john mulaney uh nikki glazer's a really funny uh one that i like i like natasha leggero uh, Chris Hardwick's, I like his stand-ups. There's just, there's a handful of comedians out there that are just fantastic, and I like listening to their stuff, so sometimes I might throw one on if I'm home alone, because a lot of it is not for the ch- ears of children. Um, I'll throw it on for, like, background noise, and I looked him up one day, and I saw he had that show on Netflix, and I'm like, ooh, I gotta check this out, so. Awesome. Um, I think, uh, we gotta do a top five, uh, stand-up comic list one of these weeks. Oh, man, that'd be so hard. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> that, I'm not kidding. That'd be real hard. Okay. Um, I thought. I thought it'd be. I think it'd be pretty fun. It'd be a fun. Um, it'd be fun. I feel like uh, it'd be like the fastest top five list we've ever done because uh, we can't repeat half the stuff they say. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we but, wouldn't be. We 
we wouldn't necessarily be able to do a lot of it justice, but right. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's still be interesting to do eventually. Well, yeah, we keep that in our back pocket. Yeah, keep, yeah, keep that one in the back pocket. But no, those I I really like listening to stand up comics and stuff. So, um, it's a good show. You should check it out. Like I said, it's family friendly. If you're looking for something to watch with the kids, um, just because, like I said, it's a high school show. He's a high school uh, history teacher, and it kind of rolls from there. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, do you want to talk news? All right, so I'm going to talk some short, some small, unrelated... I'm going to save the comic book news for last because uh, DC is starting to pump out stuff like no one's business. Um, oh, yeah. So there's actually only, like, a couple stories, and then we're on to DC news. All right, so first off... Oops, I just hit the wrong thing on my phone. There we go. Um, okay, uh, Stranger Things will go beyond Season 4. I don't know if you heard this. Um, series creator Duffer Brothers made a surprise statement despite what everyone assumed the upcoming fourth season show won't be its last. I read into this a little bit more. Um, what Here's what's interesting about Stranger Things, and I don't know if you know this, but there was an interview that they did a long time ago with the Duffer Brothers about how they wanted it to be a five-season show. Like, the plan was five seasons, period. And then the way the kids are... I mean, these kids are um, growing up way fast... Um, I think faster than they planned, so they um, they basically haven't been able to do the show in the way I think they wanted, so their original plan was to stop at season four. Um, so the article I read, it looks like the Duffer Brothers are going to season four, and they're definitely going to do a season five, and the article said season five might not be the end. Uh, so right now, Stranger Things is up in the air. Yeah, I think... Um... I don't know. I I didn't know if they were gonna go past season one, just the way that first season ended. Sure. And then uh, I heard they were gonna do season two, but they were gonna take their time writing it. And then all of a sudden, it was only like a year and a half later. They're like, "Oh, here's season two. So I'm like, "Okay, these guys work fast, and that's yeah. great because I'm craving more Stranger Things." And ever since then, like the thing is, season three had such a perfect ending. They could have ended it there, but. I mean, I love the show. I'm always up for more Stranger Things, and I kind of, since I saw how fast they worked to set up the last two seasons, I don't even, I don't know what to expect with them, and I just kind of wait for it to happen, because I know they're doing their thing, and they're going to make things happen probably way sooner than we expect, so I've been nothing but pleased with the Duffer Brothers so far. Oh, I know. I know. My only my only complaint with um, Stranger Things was that the final season, I felt that the um, the creature I didn't think was scary. Once you find like it was it was creepy and scary, and then once we got to the end, I was like, ah, oh, well, it's just a big monster. Um, yeah. You know, that's honestly that was the only like I wasn't scared of the monster when you were in the end battle sequence where like in season two and one you were scared of the monster straight through. So that's been that's, my, that's honestly my only complaint. That does not mean that that's not going to be the case going forward because you know. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but yeah, so I have one more piece of Stranger Things uh, news for you. Stranger Things is getting a socially distant drive-through haunted house. Okay, neat. 
Um, so, and it sucks because we live in Chicago, so if you are in the Los Angeles area... Um, I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the Los Angeles area, um, glad you're listening to us. Uh, thank you. But uh, more importantly, the um, Stranger Things is getting a drive through haunted house experience, which for their uh, Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Because I'm, I'm like they're basically can- they're basically canceling hor- Halloween Horror Nights, so they're like trying to do other things. So. Yeah, I'm assuming that uh, as soon as you start driving through it, it's gonna feel like you're in the upside down. And I'm kind of curious if there's going to be those like little bits of ash or dust or whatever you want to call it. Like if it's actually gonna look like the upside down and how they're gonna pull that off. <laughs> Like, yeah. is somebody going to be dropping ash the whole time or something? I don't always say ash because I don't know if that's really what it is, but I just associate I associate the Upside Down with Silent Hill a little bit too much in my head, I think, so that's why I'm, I keep thinking ash floating, but yeah. I don't know technically what it actually is in the show. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, and I hear you there. <laughs> no, I hear you there because I always thought ash too when you saw it, and I was like, kind of like volcano, volcanic ash when it floats around after like a volcano erupts or something that's yeah, kind of how i like be, that's kind of i guess I'm, it might be i'm just worried that i'm wrong <laughs> that's the only way the reason i was like self-correcting myself there um so yeah all right that's nice. that's all i got for that's all i got for stranger things so yeah. we're gonna now move to comic book stuff because there's a bunch um this is um all right so jc chandor director the director is not the part of this that i'm like ooh about um and i'm not even really ooh about this story um he is set to direct the craven the hunter movie for sony oh okay um i don't think we need a craven the hunter movie just speaking (laughs) i think craven well right but i don't think we need a movie about craven the hunter i think he could be a villain i I think he could be a villain but i don't think we need a full (sighs) origin I've talked about this before. Craven the Hunter is like my least favorite Marvel character, period, next to Jubilee. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I've never liked I've never liked Craven. I always thought it was dumb, and so I just don't understand why we have to have a movie for that. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on Craven or? Yeah, I'm not a big Craven fan either. I feel like um, they could easily they could easily set up his character pretty quick if they wanted to him as the main villain for a Spider-Man movie, um, and I mean, we've seen them do that in, like, Spider-Man the Animated Series, for example, where they, you know, took, like, part of one, you know, half an hour episode to set up his character, yeah. um, but I, yeah, I've, I've never been super big into Kraven, I know there's a lot of comic book fans who, like, Kraven's, like, their favorite Spider-Man villain, and maybe there's a lot of depth to his character that's in just Spider-Man comics that I haven't read, but I think for my own personal aesthetics, I always gravitate more towards the more bombastic-looking supervillains. Like, I like the crazy creatures that Spider-Man fights and maybe some of the more just, like, characters with ridiculous costumes and stuff. Kraven always just seemed a little too real-world for me, I guess, if that's a way of putting it, but... It'll be interesting. I mean, I'm not... I'll probably still see the movie in theaters if we can actually see it in theaters when it comes out. But you know what I mean. I'm not going to avoid this movie. I just need to see more to really be sold. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. I just, yeah. So I'm not, I just don't care about Craven. Um, so, however, the, the piece of news that did get my attention related to Marvel and the Spider-Man verse is we're getting a Spider-Woman movie. Um, I'm not surprised, but we're getting a Spider-Woman movie, uh, which is set to direct will be Olivia Wilde. Um, I'm a, I'm a big Olivia Wilde fan. I just didn't see this coming. Well, she did, uh, did you see Booksmart? Um, no. Okay, so, do you know what Booksmart is? No. Enlighten me. (laughs) Booksmart came out, I want to say last year, or the year before, but it's a, uh, teen comedy that's kind of, and people, I know that people might hate me for saying this, but... The easiest way to explain it is it's like the female version of Superbad. Like, it's about two high school girls going through a similar situation as Superbad. And I know people might get mad about that because I've seen (laughs) stuff online about it. I'm just saying that for the the simplicity of explaining what it is. But it's actually a really good teen comedy about two, you know, coming-age comedy about two high school girls. Really funny, really raunchy, but... I think he, Olivia Wilde got a lot of praise for writing and directing that movie, so obviously she's going on to do bigger and better things, and that is awesome to hear. Um, like I said, I enjoyed Booksmart a lot, so I'm in for a Spider-Woman movie. Um, I did see a little bit about this, and I kind of forgot about it, but uh, oh, yeah, well, I definitely think it's cool overall. Well, I saw it today, so I was like, ooh, not today, yesterday. I thought it was like, yeah, so I was like, ooh, that's cool. I'll just add that to the show notes, basically. Um, I just like, I, I like her. I just, so I hope maybe she puts herself in the movie just for a quick cameo. Um, but I'm really like, I'm anxious to see it just because, you know. Yeah, and, and to know who they cast, um, I saw a tweet where somebody was like fan casting Daisy Ridley as Spider-Woman, and I was like, oh, that'd be pretty awesome, <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Uh, it also depends on which version of Spider-Woman they do, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you want to move on to DC News? Yeah, let's do it. All right, first off, we talked about... We'll go to the DC fandom here in a minute. We talked about the DC layoffs last week. Yes. Um, okay, so DC, and it's basically DC layoffs from the uh, DC Universe side of their world. Uh, so the DC Universe app did, suffered a lot of layoffs, and um, this could very well be the end. Jim Lee has confirmed that the original content for the DC Universe will all be migrating over to HBO Max. I'm not surprised. They've already moved Doom Patrol. They've already moved Harley Quinn. They've already, they've already moved Teen Titans. Um, I can only see that more stuff is going to go. I hope that all of the content, maybe not the comics, I don't know if they have room for all that, yeah. Um, but I hope the rest of the content, like all the animated projects, all the television shows, everything will be on HBO Max. So um, I'm not surprised. I just, I, I almost wish they would make DC Universe as kind of like a subcategory of HBO Max. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think um, DC Universe is kind of by its nature a pretty niche uh, thing. So I guess it makes sense that it maybe didn't get as many to sign up for it as maybe they originally hoped but it's awesome that these series are coming to hbo max and still living on and uh i kind of hope dc maybe relaunches dcu or they do something where they uh i guess i guess they can just have an app specifically for their comics because they have a huge back catalog that's awesome that i mean 
as opposed to like the budgets needed for like TV shows and original movies and stuff like the comics are there they could easily you know make another app that's similar to Marvel Unlimited where we can just use for our comics and you know we can get the original shows from HBO Max so I mean that's my thoughts at least yeah yeah good point um, well, I just, I, what's nice is, is that, so this is the lazy part about these streaming apps is that I have, you know, like I have this big long category of, uh, the animated series and I would love to do a full rewatch, but it's a lot of work to put in disc after disc after disc. Yeah. Um, what I like is, is at the end of the night, I can literally just turn on the Xbox, fire up. Disney Plus or HBO Max, turn something on, watch a few episodes or watch a movie or something, and I don't really have to get out of my bed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or off the couch or something like that. I can literally just fire it up and uh, let it roll. And then if I get tired, I can just grab the controller, turn it off, and close my eyes. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of how I wish I could do it. Um, and uh, so I hope that some of this stuff ends up on, like, all of it ends up there so I could just, you know, scroll through. And I don't mind putting in discs. It's not like I don't want to watch them off the discs. It's just sometimes certain points of the day, it's much easier. So. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and I used to criticize that sentiment, like the idea of being too lazy to put a DVD in the DVD player. But I totally identify with that, with that now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not proud of it, but I'm the same way. Like, sometimes it is a little bit more work than you want to actually put something in, you know, a physical disc into the DVD player or whatever, so. Yeah. Well, let's move on to DC Fandom News. Sweet. All right, so have you, I haven't gone to the Fandom website yet, but from what it looks like, and I've seen images online and that kind of thing, they have, they're setting it up like a con. So (laughs) you literally, like, can, so, like, they have their own Hall H con, they have their own Hall H area where all the big uh, stuff is going to be. And then you literally are going to have to, like, budget to how you're going to watch stuff. Okay. Um, so, it, and they have a schedule listed. So the one that I think everyone is the most excited about and the one I think that's going to get the most attention um, is at 540, is it 545? 545 Eastern. So that's 445 Central time where we are where I, we are broadcasting from, as the Snyder Cut of Justice League panel with Zack Snyder in the Hall of Heroes. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, that is where I will be glued to. Hopefully, nothing stops me from watching it. Is all I'm going to say. Um, they do have there's like the Flash movie panel. There's the Suicide Squad two panel. There's the Wonder Woman eighty four panel. Um, the Zack Snyder Justice League obviously. Um, there's a title to be announced panel. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and I'm curious what that is. I I have a I have if I had to put my guess on it, it's either Ben Affleck's coming back to do his script, or it's Man of Steel two. Um, oh wow. Th- those are my two predictions for that panel um, because of all the stuff going on with Henry Cavill, and we've heard rumors about Affleck get re-signing a contract, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Man of uh, Steel two panel would be. I think that'd be mind-blowing, to be honest. I know. (laughs) I know. Nobody's expecting it, but that'd be amazing. Um, And then uh, the one that that caught my attention just because of how it's worded is Black Adam plus Surprise. Nice. Which I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, So we'll... Yeah, I don't know what that means, but it had me excited. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, 
Um, I don't know if anything, if you had to wanted to say anything on that, because otherwise I can just move on, because I just thought I'd talk about the schedule real quick. So It, it all sounds uh, awesome. They're keeping things mysterious enough. They obviously know how to build hype, so I'm just eagerly awaiting. I don't know if I have too much to say besides that, but yeah, it all sounds awesome so far. Perfect. All right. So next item up, um, have you seen the logo for the Batman film? Yeah, I did see that. So first off, this is a two-piece logo. So there's the logo that says The Batman with the symbol. It looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, that is just a cool piece of art. It makes it look like a comic book. Like, it's awesome. Um, The other part of the logo is an actual piece of comic art. Okay. It's an actual piece of comic art with the uh, Robert Pattinson bat suit. Oh, I gotta look this up. I don't think I saw. I I'm, saw I'm surprised you didn't see it. I can't. And this is the thing. When I say it broke the internet, the way Twitter and Facebook and the internet works is if you're following it, it's going to break your feed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're not following DC Comics or ComicBook.com or ComicBook Resources or io9.com or you know, IGN and, you know, all these other places that cover this stuff. If you're following all that, everything on your feed is going to be that. If you're, yeah, I, if mean, you, <laughs> I do follow all those things, so I'm kind of surprised I didn't see it. Maybe it's just... And I wonder if you skated over it and didn't... Something. I wonder if you skated over it and didn't realize it. Um, yeah, maybe. So, but it looks... It's basically a comic book drawn version of the Robert Pattinson suit, and it looks fantastic. So if this is actually what we're getting, I'm totally down... Um, I was down That's before, great. but you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but no, I love the new logo. I really, really do. Okay, you ready for the big news? Yeah, let's hear it. Ben Affleck returning as Batman. Confirmed. Yep. Affleck is returning as Batman, and he'll be reprising his role in the Flash movie. And I honestly cannot contain my excitement. You have no idea how excited I am for this, Peter. Um, to all of our listeners out there... <sighs> Affleck is his Batman was so good, and the and like I've actually since because we've gotten been close to DC fandom and I know I'm getting some we're getting some Snyder cut stuff dropping. There was some Snyder cut footage released earlier today. Um, I don't know if you saw it with uh, the um, with the football sequence with all, uh, um, Cy- Cyborg. with Cyborg and it had uh, some it had a, like a sequence with Superman around the statue and like you can tell things are completely different. And uh, it makes me really excited. So I'm, so hearing that Affleck is back is fantastic for the Flash movie. But like I said, there was a rumor that he renegotiated his contract and he's coming back. Does that mean we're getting more like the Ben Affleck solo film that we all wanted? That's what I'm hoping for. Um, so yeah. I and I went back and, and I actually got one back and rewatched. Um, Batman vs Superman recently just because like it's I cannot tell you how excited I am about this. But this is the part that makes this even more exciting. Don't forget that we had another announcement about the Flash movie in terms of Batman. Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck will both be appearing as Batman in the Flash film. Awesome. And that's the part I'm like really excited about. So the only Batman we're missing would be the Jeffrey Dean Morgan Batman because we're getting the Batman from Jeffrey Dean Morgan's part of the Ben Affleck Batman universe. And yeah. if you know about Flashpoint, we should see a Thomas Wayne Batman. So where's Jeffrey Dean Morgan's announcement? Or is that like the big secret? 
Um, and then the Michael Keaton is clearly part of their the multiverse theory. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that. I just I'm when I saw the Affleck announcement, I got super excited, and I remembered the Michael Keaton announcement. So yeah, has it been confirmed anywhere that Michael Keaton is going to be Bruce Wayne? Because I guess I was always thinking that Michael Keaton was going to be the Thomas Wayne Batman in sure. uh, Flashpoint. It has been confirmed that he will be wearing the original his original suit from Batman '89. Okay, so it most likely is a multiverse uh, situation, yep. which is awesome. Okay. Um, yep. I, you you uh, just released a ton of information right there, but uh, my thoughts are kind of like knowing Flashpoint and knowing that the new Flash movie is going to be based on that. We're gonna need batman in it for a good chunk of the movie and oh yeah it is amazing that ben affleck is coming back um my other thought though which is kind of interesting is flashpoint they can use that and i don't know for sure if they will but they can use that to set up a new timeline if they want to right just like the new 52 in the comics the thing is if flash if flashpoint's coming out and then ben affleck is also working on his own batman movie is that movie going to be kind of like a... Uh, I know Kevin Smith was talking about he was doing this with a Batman story, which I don't think ever came out, but is that going to be like the last piece of the original DCU, DCEU timeline? Is Ben Affleck's Batman movie going to be the last thing? Meaning he doesn't have to worry about continuity and he, he can literally do whatever he wants with the characters? That's kind of an interesting thought. That's that is an interesting thought, um, <laughs> and you know that that that's a very interesting idea. Um, what I wonder is now that you say that, because they've they've talked about how we very well might be moving into a relaunch of the Zack Snyderverse, and yeah, you know you got to understand though what came out of the Zack Snyderverse aside from Ben Affleck being cast as Batman, Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. And Jason Momoa, Aquaman. And those are staples, and they're staying. Those movies made way too much money. You know we're getting more. Those are staying. The Zack Snyder, like, plan moved forward, and Warner Brothers is now basically turning around and saying, we were wrong, we messed up. Check out what we're planning on doing. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the two examples you gave, especially Wonder Woman, um, I feel like you're right, they're staples, they're staying, they're fan favorites, so why not keep the rest of the universe there? So I'm just really excited about everything going on with DC right now. I know. (laughs) I know. I feel like we could go on and on, but I'm just like, that's my biggest thing is I'm super excited about all of this. Yeah, I know, and... um... That it makes me like really excited for like next week. Strap in. Like we talked a lot of Marvel stuff coming up to Endgame. It's DC's time to shine, and they're bringing it hard. And you know, so in a world where we can't make movies, let's see what their plan is. <laughs> yeah, know. absolutely. Um, I mean, twenty twenty had to give us some good news, and uh, DC fandom is here. <laughs> I know. So. <laughs> I know. Um. All right, do you, uh, I, that's it for news, man. So you ready to talk the list tonight? Yeah, let's do it. And this was my pick, too. So it is list time. Uh, Ryan, you know what to do, man. Roll the thing. And now. 
now for the top five. All right, Peter, here we go. Um, this was my pick for this week. Um, and in a world of all of the... Uh, in the world of TV shows getting rebooted and remakes and bringing back like stuff that we thought was dead and gone, um, there's a uh, this this is the world where I want um, I want to know what you think would be a cool TV show to bring back. Um, so like, and we're talking like just for a season. So you're getting a full season out of it. If you could choose any season, what would you wanna? Um, what would you want, basically, is what I'm looking at. So, um, I don't know. And that's that was totally my idea. I don't know if you had anything to say on that, if this was a hard list for you to do. Um, yes and no. I, di I didn't find it too hard. Um, a lot of times with the lists, like, I'll make a huge short list, but a lot of times it's, like, the first, uh, you know, five to ten shows I think of are kind of end up being my final ones. And I think that's, like, there's a reason for that, at least with me, where, like, the ones that are at the top of my mind a lot of times just happen to be my favorite, but, uh, no, this was a fun list, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of just fun to think about the possibilities if we brought some of these shows back, so, yeah, I don't know if I have too much to say besides that, but, Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I have two, how about you? I have one, so, um... Go ahead, man. What do you What do you got? Uh, yeah, just give me your first one. So. Okay, so the first one I picked was uh, Freaks and Geeks. Actually, um, I don't. Have you watched the show? Um, uh, I did. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I guess I just I watched this show a few years ago. Um, so like way after it came out, but I really enjoyed um, just kind of this. I guess the two different um, ragtag group of, you know, the nerds and the you know, freaks or stoners or whatever you want to call them. And I kind of just, it's not like a big, like, oh, they left us with such a cliffhanger. It's more of just a, I'd really like to see these characters go on. Obviously, all the actors in the show are way older than they were when the show came out. So it wouldn't make sense for them to actually do it. But hypothetically, it'd be really cool to see uh where the show went from there because i think the show ends with um i can't remember her name but the main character girl and her friend um just get in a van and drive off somewhere i think i can't remember if they were following like a band around or it's, it's like one of those situations where it's just like well i wonder what happens next i guess we'll never find out so i don't know if you had any specific ideas like con uh, comments about freaks and geeks itself but uh, no, I really liked it when it was on. I just, it wasn't a show that was on my radar, and I didn't even think about it, so. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows that I think people really think fondly of when they think back on it, but it just got canceled after. I believe there's only one season, and I think it's just one of those things where um, because it was a show about, like, nerds and, like, niche culture and stuff that, you know, it kind of came out before, like, the big, like, nerdy boom, I think... Uh, I want to say it was on Fox, I'm not sure, but I feel like the network didn't know what to do with it, and it just ended up falling by the wayside, so I guess pour one out for freezing games. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, uh, that's, that's about all I have to say on that. I just think it'd be cool if they did another season. Yeah, no, that's a perfect... Um, 
Uh, that's a perfect one. I just didn't think about it because it makes me think of, uh, um, is it the Backdoor Kids? Is it, what? Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. That's not, I don't Backdoor Kids. Upright Citizens <laughs> Brigade is what I was thinking of just now or uh, uh, some of those other Comedy Central shows that, um, um, that uh, didn't last very long, so. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, so my first honorable mention, and it's kind of a weird, um, it's kind of a weird one for me to say, and that's why I didn't make the list, because we just got a season, is the Clone Wars, because I always just want more Clone Wars. <laughs> um, okay, there you go. So, yeah. Um, um, are there any more seasons coming of the Clone Wars? Or no, that, that was it. <laughs> that was it. It's done. Um, because they're well, that's, doing... That's fair, though. You can still say you want another season. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I just want more Clone Wars all the time. Like, that's just, in my opinion, like, one of the, it's, like, literally, like, the best show, um, that they could have, it's, like, just one of the greatest things that could have happened, so. Awesome. <laughs> that's great. Um, so, yeah, and they have the Bad Batch art, they have the Bad Batch show showing. Sorry, I was just, I was just trying to, like, how do I extrapolate this, because it's just, the Clone Wars was phenomenal, um, in so many ways, and then they had they had to lose it, and then the internet saved it, and it came back, and then um, and then now we got our final season, but that's all I'm getting. And then we have the, this Bad Batch story coming, and then now I'm thinking to myself, sweet, we're getting the Bad Batch, um, and now we're starting to get like live action, like Ahsoka rumors and all that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely. I mean, we're getting you're getting tons of both animated and live-action Star Wars, but it's still, like... I still think it's, like, a good point to say, like, you love the Clone Wars so much, and, like, you just wish there was more of it, and, uh... Yeah, I mean, that's the greatest feeling with the show, I guess, so... There you go. <laughs> um... At any rate... Yeah, yeah, what's your next one? Okay, so this one's a little bit weird because it's a web series as opposed to, like, actually broadcast on TV which may or may not be why it's an honorable mention of mine, but uh, you're familiar with Penny Arcade, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so, yeah, Penny Arcade, which is, like, the super nerdy, like, usually gamer-based three-panel comic strip, like, webcomic online. Um, I know you know all this. I'm just kind of saying this for our audience in case they don't know, but are you familiar with the web series they did called Strip Search? Um, strip Search? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, so it's basically called Strip Search because it's the guys who make Penny, Penny Arcade, the writer and the artist, who I'm forgetting their names uh, right now, but they basically put on a competition reality show called Strip Search where they were searching for a comic strip artist who could be kind of like the next addition to their website. So they basically had, you know, they started with, 20 or so comic book artists and each week like somebody would get uh, voted off and they basically weaned it down to the one comic artist who won and uh, her um, her uh, comic strip ended up being featured on Penny Arcade weekly or daily or I can't remember how it worked but it was just kind of being like since I like to draw comics and stuff it was just kind of a really cool uh, reality show kind of based around something that I love that you don't really see very often and uh this was a web series that was only one season so i would love to see more seasons of it it's very i feel like it's very unlikely that any more will happen because the first season aired like 
I want to say four or five years ago. Like it's been a while, but mm-hmm. it was just a really enjoyable watch. I love strip search, so I would love for it to come back. Um, I, you know what? I never thought about web series. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I really didn't. Um, it yeah. just never dawned. It never dawned on me because I was totally thinking about just television in general. I mean, streaming services maybe, but not web series like something I would find on YouTube or like uh, Red versus Blue would be a perfect example of something. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I will say the rest of my list is all actual traditional television series. It's just that was one of the ones I thought of where like, oh yeah, I remember that show. That was awesome. I actually wanted kind of in the same vein. I almost wanted to say Face Off from the Sci-Fi Network, but then I realized there is such a plethora of Face Off. Um, like there's seasons and seasons and spinoff seasons and like. I don't think, I think there's enough face-off out there, so I'm trying to pick something that hasn't got as much love, so, um, but yeah, uh, what's your next pick? Alright, so this actually rolls me into my actual list. Um, so my first one on the list is The Critic. Do you know this? I didn't think of this one, but yeah, you, You know this show? Yeah. Okay, so, and this is, in the world of these reboots and shows coming back and all that stuff, imagine... Imagine how a lot of these shows, especially like an old one, so like Full Fuller House, for example, you had Full House, it, it had its run, it ran its course and everything, and then they came back real time today and did new seasons of Fuller and then started Fuller House. So you're basically seeing DJ as an adult and now she has her own kids and so on and so on. So imagine, and that's kind of how I attacked each one of these series, um, oh, except that's, cool. that's kind of how I attacked each one thinking that you would do that, except for one on my list. Um, but uh, The Critic, what's cool about that is, if you don't know what The Critic is, it was a cartoon that kind of came out at the, like, when Simpsons made it, like, super popular and they were starting to look for animated television series to put to fill that void and stuff. Um, the Critic came out, and it was, uh, The Critic was played by John Lovitz, and he was a film critic who would just, who, had, who hosted a television critic uh, news program. So he basically just... He basically was doing podcasting on TV, and he was talking about movies and critiquing about everything. The, the show was filled with pop culture references and pop culture jokes in terms of Hollywood and movies and all that stuff. Like, he did a review for Home Alone 25, and, you know, he did, it was always... And his big thing was... His big line was, it stinks. That was his big, like, review. Um, but be, because of all the references, because of all... Um, uh, the pop culture jokes, and then they had celebrity cameos that would come in, no different than any other, like, you know, uh, sitcom that uh, uh, would do something like this, or even, like, The Simpsons have their celebrity cameos. They'd have celebrity cameos, but it would literally be like, so there's Schwartz, like, it's in Hollywood, so you'd have Schwarzenegger, you'd have Stallone, you'd have, like, these people would pop in and out and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, The Critic. I just think if you did a Critic now like, how he would review some of these movies coming out, so. Yeah, um, when you first said it, I wasn't even thinking of, like, the idea of how it would comment on current movies and current pop culture, but that's, like, a really clever angle. Like, I think that makes your pick, like, that much more strong, I guess. And uh, I was also thinking about how in the in the show The Critic, like, he's, there's all the kind of, like, pop culture jokes about, like, his job and stuff, but I feel like that was always the subplot and the main plot of every episode. Like, most of the time kind of centered around his uh, dating life a lot of times. Like, he was, like, a single dad who was dating all these, like, crazy women, and there's, like, always, like, a weird plot going on with that. And 
I was just thinking, like, if it was modern, you know, like, the critic would be on Tinder, and there'd be all these crazy jokes about that and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I think that'd be a really fun reboot they could do, and there's definitely a lot they could say with it, so, yeah, great pick. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the critic, it's just, yeah. So, what do you got? What's your next one? <laughs> okay, so, um, another animated series for, for my next one, uh, I went with Futurama. Um, Futurama, there is a lot of seasons of this show. I think it was rescued by the internet, to use a phrase that you used before, talking about Clone Wars. I think it was ref- referenced, or sorry, rescued by the internet twice, I want to say, because it was on Fox originally, got canceled, went to Comedy Central and Adult Swim. I don't know, it's been on a couple different networks. Yeah, it's kind of, I feel like it's on everywhere now, because it's on IFC on occasion too, so... Yeah, and, and there's a lot of seasons of it, so this is a weird one to pick, but this is just one of my favorite animated series. I think that Futurama is so funny, and it's one of those things where, yes, there's already a lot of it, but I always want more, so that's kind of just my reasoning. Um, yeah, besides that, I just Futurama for me, I think when um, The Simpsons was kind of getting pretty lackluster, in my opinion, I think... Futurama filled that void in my life so well, and uh, I always felt like it was just consistently really funny and stuff like that, so I always loved the show. Um, I don't know if you have any comments on Futurama Um, specifically, but... Futurama is... um, Futurama I never got into, I feel like, the way I should have. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, I watched a handful of episodes here and there, but I feel like it's a show that I should have gotten more into. Um, yeah. So, and I catch reruns on occasion since it's on other things and that, you know, that kind of stuff, but... Um, I, I got really into it because for a while, and I don't know if they still are, but Comedy Central would just run, like, huge blocks of just Futurama, like, episode after episode after episode, and I think uh, watching it in huge chunks like that, I just really started to appreciate the character the dynamics on the show, and I think it's... I think it's really well written. Like, every episode have, has at least two or three moments that will really crack me up because it's just very uh, clever as, as far as its writing goes. So, Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the show's brilliantly written. It's just, I just, I should have gotten into it more. Is all I, right. It's really, like, what I'm trying to say. So. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, so just go to me now? Yeah. All right, so... Um, my next pick is Wings. Okay. Um, nice. Wings, uh, Wings ran, um, Rings, wing, <laughs> Wings ran for eight seasons, so it's a long-running show, but it's been off the air for, like, probably real close to two decades now. Um, yeah. so I was just thinking about how, like, and it was one of my favorite sitcoms back in the day. I ended up buying the entire set on DVD, um, but just thinking about how much I enjoyed that show, what if they just went back to Nantucket and went back to the airport and we got to see our friends again and just got a whole one more season with them and see the shenanigans that are going on on the island. Um, unfortunately, the guy who plays Roy passed away in real life, so he couldn't come back, but get the rest of the gang back, man. I just think it'd be kind of cool. So. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a really good call. It would be really interesting to see them revisit Wings and kind of where all the characters are and stuff, and uh, I don't know about all the actors, but enough of them I still see acting in different series and movies, so I think that'd be great to see them 
you know, yeah. a reunion season or a reunion episode. Um, I don't know if, like, a ton of people are clamor- clamoring for it, but I agree with you, like, this would be awesome to see, so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Wings, it's just, it's one of my favorite sitcoms from back in the day, and I've talked about it before on the show, I just, like, I just, I think it'd be really cool to see a rehash of that show, um, and, because comedy's changed, the joke, like, the way you do comedy jokes and everything is all different now, um, so, and I'm not thinking that's a challenge for writers, I just think that it'd be a cool addition to, you know, just, I think it'd be a cool show to bring back, because of how, it was very family-friendly to begin with, but, you know what I mean, so... Yeah, so what do you um, got, man? Yeah, so my next pick, this actually harkens back to my underrated things episode we did, um, because I picked the anime Claymore, which uh, I know I talked a lot about on the underrated episode, um, which I believe, Drew, I don't think you've watched this series, but I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, it's actually, like, with, with where we're at in pop culture, I think the closest thing I could compare Claymore to is uh, The Witcher, actually. Mm-hmm. Except instead of witchers, you're talking about a bunch of, like, really badass chicks with huge swords. But it is that really cool sort of, like, you... gritty medieval story about fighting monsters and stuff. Um, you, told me to check this, of... you told me to check this out, too, didn't you? Yeah, I think as a series, you would definitely enjoy it, knowing kind of the stuff you like. And, and we talked about it. Like. We talked about it, too. Where is Where did I find this again? I was actually looking that up before the show, because I was like, I can't bring this up again and not know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> as far as I know, like, according to my Google searching, um, uh, Claymore is streaming on Hulu. So, if you have Hulu, I guess you can find it there. Um, it's only one season. I really like the series, both from just, like, a story standpoint and just like aesthetically i really love the art the animation the character design all that um there's a manga for this uh the same story is in manga form the manga goes very long like the anime it was only one season and i think it's one of those things where it either got canceled or they didn't have the budget to keep going or something and they kind of just had to you know, stick a pin in it, like, really early. So they kind of go from beginning of the story to the end really fast in one season. And that's the only thing I don't like about the series is it ends too fast, and I just wish they had more time. Like, maybe they could add more seasons to really flesh out the storyline and uh, just keep going with the coolness that we saw in the first season. And uh, this one's an anime, so literally they could keep doing that like it's not like actors have aged out of roles because all the characters are drawn so there could be another season of claymore if they really wanted to and i'd love to see that so i guess i can leave it at that (laughs) cool um yeah i'm gonna have to watch the show because you brought it up before and it just sounds cool and i remember i did look up some images i just didn't look to find out where i could see it so i like the art style and everything i get really I'm a little picky with my anime that I watch, and that's just because there's certain, like, sometimes the animation, the way they handle uh, facial expressions bugs me. So... Yeah, I, I know you like the more realistic stuff, and that's kind of why I, I think you'll like this series, because it is more serious and realistic, but it's really cool. I think there's one character in the series that's going to annoy the crap out of you, but everything else is really Ugh. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not like it's a character that's really goofy and cartoony, but it's like there's a really whiny, like, sidekick character who might annoy you. But otherwise, oh, okay. I swear the rest of the series is 
All right, well, is it rolled Amino? Yes. Okay. Um, Parks and Rec. Sweet. I know we got a one episode, but all that episode made me do was want a whole nother season. Like, I just yeah. think I just think you guys just... Maybe you left at the right time, like, the height of your... Like, we're at the height of our, like, popularity. Let's go now while we're still popular, as opposed to people saying, why is this show still on the air? Um, but... In all seriousness, let's get another Parks and Rec. Uh, just get one more season of Parks and Rec. You know, um, I just yeah. love that show, and it's great because IFC is running marathons of it like every night, and it runs from like seven o'clock until like midnight, like every night. So um, I could just turn it on and it's there. Um, yeah, so yeah. I just I just want more of that show. I don't know if you're a Parks and Rec guy or not. So yeah, I, li- I like Parks and Rec. Um, I think uh, this is a really good one because. Parks and Rec, um, I don't think it ever overstayed its welcome, like, even through the last season, like, people were still enjoying the show, as opposed to, like, The Office, for example, where, in my opinion, The Office should have just ended once Michael Scott left, like, once Stephen Carell was off of the show, they should have just called it quits, because he was kind of the heart of that show, but I don't think Parks and Rec, uh, ever had that moment, so I think that's a really good point, like, I'd love to see what these characters are doing right now i'd love to have another uh season of parks and rec so there you go <laughs> yeah all right well that rolls to you man um, yeah. i assume we didn't um, match i there's one that we could match on but i doubt it so yeah i don't know i feel like you might say one that i'm gonna be like oh man i didn't think of that but yeah i uh, i don't know if we'll match at all but uh my next pick um i have a lot of animated series on my list but i went with the max the Which Max. Wow, yes, what a television MTV animated series. The Max. Based what a, on a comic. cool oh, show! It just, just what a cool show. So good. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Absolutely. Um, yeah, based on the Image comic book by Sam Keith. Um, this this series is awesome. Um, it's a super gritty, weird indie comic that's also a superhero comic. It's it's a very very unique property but I love it for its weirdness and its badassness and just, it's, uh, it's just, it's just like such a unique indie thing that you don't always see, especially in a full blown animated series that was shown on MTV. Um, if you've ever watched the max in full, you know that the way it ends is extremely vague and it doesn't really have an end. It's kind of like the season ends and then, there's, you have all these questions that aren't answered, like, it's really vague, and I know the comic book is kind of similar, where there's a lot of things that aren't answered, but I just would have loved to see more of this show, because obviously I like the show a lot, I like the animation of it, um, and the art style, but I just would love to have a little bit more of that story, and kind of see where they would go in another season. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this one. Um, I loved the art style of this. I actually have some of the original Max comics. Um, yeah. But this was like this fell into that MTV thing where you had like the Eon Flux uh, cartoon as well. Um, yep. And that yeah. So um, this show's cool. Like I did. I completely forgot about it. Um, yeah. I bought. I bought like uh, the full series on like a bootleg DVD at um, one of the comic book conventions I went to. Like probably back in high school like it was a long time ago and it was one of those things where every 
couple of years, I would just watch, you know, the th- the series in its entirety, and I would get to the end, and I'd always be like, man, there's just so much, so much fakeness, like so much that we still don't know. So, uh, but I, I really enjoy the series for what it is. So, yeah, I'm glad it's there. I just wish there was more. Good call on the max, dude. Yeah. For sure. <clears throat> All right. Um. Okay. So my next one. So this one almost got a, a final season. Um, and this is uh, Stargate Atlantis. Um, I've talked about how I'm a Stargate fan um, a few times. And um, I... So what happened... This is an interesting one. They were supposed to get a an extra season of Stargate Atlantis. Um, like, the show ended... The, the, fi- the show had a uh, finale for the season. And what we didn't realize is that it was going to be a series finale. Um, this That episode closed everything really well. And then we found out that there was another season planned, plus two more movies, because Stargate did these things where they did these extra movies that were straight to DVD but fit in the canon, Um, and they had two movies planned plus this final season of Stargate Atlantis that we never got. Um, And what happened was, is when they finally got, like, the funding to do it, the the sets were being torn down, and the amount of money it costs to put sets back up, we just never got it. Um, so, and I've always, and we've heard talks about what those movies were. We've heard talks about what the final season of Stargate Atlantis would have been. And it just, and that's one where I would, that's the one that I would not want to see. Let's see it to, to, um, fast forward to today. Let's see it where they really wanted to take it and get it back to, you know, um, you can't really do that, unfortunately, because you can't make these actors, you can't de-age everybody, but you see my point. Like, that's one that I've always wanted to like, let's we've heard rumors let's see what they were let's see how that was going to be handled so um yeah i don't know if you have anything to add to that but that's the that's the pick i had there so yeah um i haven't watched the series so i don't have too much to add (laughs) it's the only problem but uh it sounds awesome and it's it's one of those things um i think someday i really need to go through and watch stargate i just haven't it's uh, here's the thing here's the thing when you when you say to tell, when you tell someone, "Hey, you should watch uh, Game of Thrones," and like, "Oh, eight seasons? That's a commitment." And but it's only yeah. ten episodes a season. Um, when you tell someone to watch Friends, and they say ten seasons with twenty-five episode seasons, that's a commitment. Sure, I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you that. Stargate is seventeen seasons and three movies, um, yeah. and they're hour-long episodes, and it is. It's 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 a crazy commitment, but if you're into sci-fi and you're into space and aliens and cool military stuff, it's a cool show. Like and it and you know talking about it right now kind of makes me want to just start over and do a full rewatch because we don't have any television shows to watch anyway right now because of COVID. Um, that's what I should have done when the COVID thing happened, but I have an essential job, so I didn't get to stay home. But that would have been a cool uh, stay home rewatch kind of project um, to just burn through that. Um, but yeah, so if you ever if you're ever interested, man, Stargates, I just think it's a cool show. So. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. I I'd, I'd hope it's one of those things where you can start with the first season and you'll know whether the show's for you or not, and then you can kind of decide if you want to see it all through. But. Well, you actually yeah, could like, you actually could start with the movie, like the original movie that came out in 1994, and if you like that, watch the first watch the pilot for the series. And then go, oh, that's what they're doing. And then you just kind of roll with it. It's basically, it basically kind of picks up where the movie left off. 
um, and it just kind of goes. Um, the uh, there is a point where Stargate. So there's three television shows: Stargate SG One, Stargate Atlantis, and then Stargate Universe, and then there's two movies. Um, there is Stargate Atlantis and Stargate SG One, and the movies overlap each other. And then Stargate Universe took place at the end. So you're going to watch Stargate Universe at the end anyway, but the other ones overlap. If you decide, if you actually like sit down and start watching it, let me know because I can give you the rundown of what, once the overlap happens, the chronological order. Oh, I got you. Because they, cro- they cross over with each other constantly. Uh, kind of like how CW does things. They cross over. Um, and it's not, it's not as big as CW, it really yeah. is not as big as CW, but when you have a character go from one military base to the other and they guest star on the other show for an episode and then they got to go back and it affects the other show, those kind of crossovers, they make sense, you know, so. Yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, it sounds daunting, but it sounds awesome. Um, right. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe someday I'll watch Well, it, and like I said, I have the breakdown. If you're ever like, hey, I'm going to, yeah. Drew, I'm going to sit down and do this, you know, cool. Yeah. All right, man. What, I, I, I have seen the original movie. I did like that, so I mean, we'll see. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I will start chipping away at it someday. But, right. Um, what were you gonna say? Um, I was just gonna say, what's your number four? Because well, that's where we're at. We're on our like, we're getting real close to the end. So what's your? Yeah. Um. So my next <coughs> one is another animated series. Um. And I chose Spawn, the animated series that ran on HBO. Um. I feel like we've talked about the series before on the show. Um. I really love this series. It's uh, super violent. It's super gritty. It's got such a cool art and animation style. Um, the storytelling in it is very awesome because I love the, the way you watch it. And it's like such a, uh, it's like, it really does like long form storytelling really well where you can just get sucked into the show and you start identifying with Spawn and his like story and struggles and I really loved that aspect of it. This is a show that had three seasons and ended on a total, I don't know if I want to say cliffhanger or not, but it just kind of ends in kind of the middle of a conflict and you kind of want to know where the show goes. It ends it ends in it ends in the middle of like the most ridiculous conflict and you're just like, but but wait, no, but, you know, it's it's crazy. Um, I completely forgot about this show when I made my list. <laughs> um, it doesn't change my list, but I completely forgot about this show when I think, when I made my list. Um, such yeah. a, such a great mention, uh, bringing this up. So, yeah, and, um, I, I, I think it's on HBO Max. I haven't gone looking, um, but yeah. it was an HBO show, so it should be on HBO Max if you want to check it out. Because they said HBO Max is all of HBO. I just haven't gone looking yeah. for it. And I've gone looking for other hard-to-find stuff, from like like Mr. Show from HBO. I loved that show. It's there on HBO Max, so you can go look that up. But um. I, I, I may or may not have found the whole thing on YouTube a few years ago. <laughs> well, I have I have the DVDs. Yeah. For the entire se- awesome. for the entire run of the show. Um, I that was one that I was like I saw it in the store. I'm like, yoink, you know. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't have it on DVD. I've always been looking for it. It's definitely a hard to find thing, but um, it's awesome. It's one of those shows that anybody I know who's watched it likes it. Like I have never heard anybody complain about this show. That show, awesome. that show is the reason I don't like ice cream trucks. 
just oh, I'm yeah. just saying like that 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 story put a real like nasty bite in my like I can't I hear the ice cream truck theme song or like I hear an ice cream truck on the neighborhood I'm like nope nope you do yeah. not go talk to the ice cream man um yeah it really yeah I'll just leave it yeah, at that's, that yeah that's, that's true yeah we probably should leave it at that but yeah that's uh that's true um but yeah I was just gonna say uh I think that just the thing is like I feel like even people who don't like the comic spawn which I think the comic has its high points and its low points I think early on there's a lot of convolutedness and a lot of Todd McFarlane not knowing where he wanted to go with his story sort of thing but I think even people and I love the comics that, that being said I love Spawn it's one of my favorite comics but that being said um, the people who hate the comics seem to like this show as well so I just this show has kind of got like universal love as far as the people I've talked to so yeah, I think everybody would be on board if they tried to, to make a new season or relaunch this thing so yeah yeah all right, well, you ready for my, what is that, your, I have one That's more? Here. How do I only have one left? I should be, I should, be, I should be last, because it was my list, I should be last. So why don't you give, why don't you give me your final pick? Like, how'd that happen? <laughs> we, pre- you know what? What were, what were your four that you've already said, because I'm. Well, I said Stargate Atlantis, Parks and Rec, Wings, and The Critic, but I think what messed this up is you had two honorable mentions and I only had one. Oh, is that that's okay? That's yep. what it is. I didn't that, realize you only had one honorable mention. Yep, that's how um, we got that's how we got messed up, and I we messed up the game ourselves. Hundred and seven <laughs> episodes in, and we messed up. Um, at any rate, yeah. Why don't you just give me your final one, and then I'll tell you mine because mine's the greatest pick I could possibly come up with. Okay, awesome. So my uh, final pick goes back to our what are we watching for today? Um, my last pick is Comic Book Man. Ah, nice. Uh, this is. This is one of my favorite shows. Um, I love the... It did run for seven seasons, but I hear you. This is a show that um, would be so much better. If they. If, I just wish they would have ran another one. So go ahead. Yeah, and it's not even <laughs> like we need to have another one. I just like the show enough that I would just love more of it to watch. And it's one of those things I love the personalities in the show. Um, like, I love Kevin Smith, and I love, uh, like, Kevin Smith's podcast, for example. example but, like... I listen to Tell Him Steve Dave with, like, Walton Bryan and uh, Q from Impractical Jokers. Like, I listen to Tell Him Steve Dave more than the Kevin Smith podcast at this point. So, like, I really like uh, these personalities that are on the show, and I just love to see more of it. I know Comic Book Men seems to be divisive on, you know, depending on who you talk to, but it's a funny show. I really like the people in it, and it's all about the nerdy stuff that we love, so... You know, maybe it's not always like how the dynamics of a comic book shop actually are, but I really enjoy it, and I really like putting it on either to watch or for background noise. It so would probably be way better watching it without the commercials, too. So. Yep. Well, that's what I was saying. It's on Prime, so if you ever want to put it on, yeah, there's I, no commercials and yeah, stuff. Yeah, maybe I'll... I gotta... There's a lot of stuff to watch right now. You're getting, like, the... <laughs> right on. Yeah. All right, well, my... Stuff and, uh... <clears throat> yeah, well, my final television show for the evening that I want another season from is the Batman animated series. Oh, perfect. Um, perfect. And if I wasn't talking about the Batman animated series, anything from the Bruce Timm universe, I want more of that all together. Um, 
the Batman animated series from the 90s is, and I'm sorry to say this to, basically, this goes to all the films, period. This is the best representation of a comic book hero or comic book in general ever created. Um, oh, wow. That's, that's just how I feel. You can toss any movie in the pile all you want, and I'm still going to pick up the Batman animated series and say, nope, this still holds the candle to everything. Um, I think you're right. It's such a bold statement, because I thought you were going to just say it, it's the best representation of Batman, but it's hard to argue. I just think it's the best representation of a comic book hero, period. Like, yeah, in terms of, like, like you know, it's page to screen, thing. source material, everything. It's so well done. And it's something, and for me, it never, ever gets old. Um, I've actually, like, that's, I, there was a little bit of time where I wanted to co- start collecting uh, cartoon cells. Um, right. And... I really wanted one, and they're super expensive, so no, I'm not going to start that collection. Um, <laughs> but I really, really want one from the Batman animated series, but they're ridiculously hard to find, and they're ridiculously expensive, so it's it'd be like taking a mortgage out on the house just to get one. Um, but this series, like, it's first off, it's innovative for a cartoon because it was drawn on black paper which was never yeah. done before. And then eventually they moved into a, like a more cleaner art style and probably used computers to do it. But the the style of the character the art style of the characters, the writing that went into it, yeah, it was predicated a lot on the Tim Burton uh, Batman universe, but the look of the city, the look of the characters, the way the writing that they they went into it, it was very it was clear it was done for kids, but it was also clear that it was written for adults. Um the attention to the source material is probably one of the biggest factors that made this show so great. And so many people hold this in such a such a pedestal. So I feel like I'm kind of talking it up a little bit, and you're going to go watch it and be like, Drew, you're totally wrong, which you're not going to find anyone who's going to argue with me. I'm sorry, you're not. Um, <laughs> uh, because I feel like the entire world feels that way about this show. Um, but that show spawned Superman animated series, Batman Beyond, Justice League animated series, Justice League Unlimited... And then now we're running into these, what, 30-plus films, uh, straight-to-DVD animated films that I've been collecting. Um, yeah. But Batman, the animated series, it's... I've, I was, I've been a lifelong fan of Batman. He's, it's been one of the best... It's been one of the things that I've been the most passionate about in my entire life. It's like Batman and Star Wars are the two pillars. And um, this is the one thing that, like, it hit, like, right when I was getting out of junior high, early high school... And, like, that's all I wanted to do. Like, it's like I watched every, like, you'd watch the episode, maybe tape it, and then I'd watch that episode multiple times before next week when I got to see the next episode. Um, and I still have some of my VHSs that I recorded off the TV from episodes and stuff. So, um, such a good, good, good show. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to add anything. I just, I, I feel like I took all the words that you could possibly say about the show, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to add as much. Uh, all that because you touched so many bases um i think sorry um for people who might be like naysayers if they're just watching the show for the first time like you have to understand how unique and uh new like the show felt when it first came out like it was groundbreaking from an animation standpoint and it's uh it really did like kind of redefine um american animation in the 90s like if you watch animated series from the time this came out um what they looked like before and what they looked like afterwards like 
they totally changed the game with this with this show, and it's really evident um, based on other shows that came out. Um, so that the legacy of the show is really great. Um, Gargoyles is probably the most perfect example of yeah, what you're yeah, talking about. Definitely Gargoyles, but even like I think smaller um, smaller properties and stuff that you might not even think about kind of were taking a lot of pages out of that Bruce Timm uh, Batman the Animated Series book. But, um, oh, man, I can't remember what I was just going to say. But, uh, no, this is, a, this is a great pick. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of got... No, it's cool. There, and then... There's one more thing I was going to say, but, yeah, it's... Well, it's, Bruce Tim, I'm sorry, not Bruce Tim. Uh, Kevin Conroy is the one who voices Batman um, in this series. And um, I, I for completely forgot that he... Uh, voiced he did a voice he did the narration for a shark documentary and when shark week happened the documentary came on and i was like batman narrating sharks i'm in what's going on um (laughs) but but kevin conroy when i he is and you can say who's your favorite batman and the majority of the public when they ask that question is talking about live action movies who's your favorite batman it's michael keaton ben affleck you know christian bale whatever what they're not realizing is that they're asking a Batman fan who's a lifelong Batman fan that loves this show, and when you say, who is your Batman, I say Kevin Conroy. And not just because, and he's an animated, it's an animated character, but when I'm going to tell you this, when I read a Batman comic, that is the voice I hear in my head when I read a Batman comic. And that's, it's, that's just the way I see it. And when you go play like the Arkham uh, the Arkham games on your Xbox or your PlayStation, that's Kevin Conroy's voice. Um, he's been voicing Batman for uh, over two decades now. Um, yeah. So it's just, that's, yeah. Um, that He's my Batman. That's my Batman show. Like, talking about this right now really makes me want to go throw on the discs and watch some Batman animated series. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was my final pick for the night. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I don't know if I have much to add to that, but yeah, that's uh, that's great. I didn't, I didn't think of Batman the Animated Series because I think because it ran so like there is a lot of seasons of it and stuff. It's only four seasons. Just, huh? It's only four seasons. Oh really? Yeah. For some reason I thought it was more, but uh, yeah, it's only four. Uh, they did three seasons, and then they did, and right after the third season is when they introduced the Superman animated series, and the art style was a little different. So when yeah. they did the fourth season of Batman, they kind of the art style had been adjusted, so we were kind of going into Batman with this new art style, which carried over to Justice League and stuff. So yeah, and I th- I think that's why because there was uh, Justice League and how like how many different series there are, I guess in my head for some reason I was thinking the show went a lot longer than it did. But I think it's just because they're still making so many DC animated movies and um, I don't know if they have any animated series in the works right now besides like the Harley Quinn one. Um, maybe you know that better than I do, but um, I guess that's I, we might I We might get some surprises this weekend with DC fandom. <laughs> that's true. Um, that's a very good point. When they say, hey, we're doing another season of Batman the Animated Series. Yay! You know. Um, <laughs> um, and Harley yeah. Quinn, I've seen like maybe two episodes of Harley Quinn, and it's hysterical. Um, so that's a show that I actually want to watch, but it is very vulgar, and I don't know if I can let the kid watch it, so I'm really kind of wary about when I watch that show. <laughs> Absolutely. i, I got to watch that one as well. Also on HBO Max, dude. Sounds like you need to figure that out. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, so hey, that's the end of the list. Um, what are we doing next week? Yeah, so next week I kind of wanted to uh, progress off of this list we just did and go for our top five movie sequels you would want to be made that never were. Oh, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do we... it, could, it, could be, it could be one that was in the works that got scrapped, but it could just be a movie you liked and you want to see what happens afterwards, you know, so... Sure. Um, that's a good point. Uh, do you want me to have, like, story ideas, like this is what they could do, or just I want to see another one of those? Um, I mean, you can, you can if you want to come up with story ideas. Okay, sure maybe. Like, maybe. Like, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And unless they make an announcement this weekend, we're all going to say Man of Steel 2. So... <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, all right, well, that looks like that's what we're doing next week. That could make for a hard list, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, this one is going to be hard. There's only, I only know, like, one off the top of my head, or maybe two. Can it be a third? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that if it's third okay. or fourth. Like, if I'm like, oh, wait, they made a, they did make a second one, but I always wanted to see more kind of thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you want to open it up to prequels, like, I don't really... Like we could no, do let's do sequels. Okay. Fair. Yeah, and if you want to keep it to single, like single movies that should have gotten a second, that's totally fine too. I don't uh, mind. It's your call. It's I, your list. Yeah, I'm usually good with anything goes. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I think I mean we could talk a little bit more off air, but I'm usually good with kind of anything goes. Like, if you want to see the sixth, sixth movie of. Or the seventh Leprechaun movie or something. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. All right, man. Well, do you have anything else to add before we close this out? Because we got another episode in the can. Yeah, I, I think I've got. I've added everything I have. <laughs> Sweet. Um, all right, everybody. Well, do us a favor and check out our website, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with a link to our email, top5report at gmail.com. Uh, you can interact with the show by hitting us up on our email. You can hit us up on our social media. Either way works just fine. Um, we are on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, please subscribe to us in those areas. And if you subscribe to us, you will not miss a single episode. You can also leave us a review. We love those five stars, but we also understand criticism because it helps us uh, get better. And it makes the words we say feel important. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Uh, Peter? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at NinjaPierre, and that's where I'll be asking why Ross, the largest friend, simply doesn't eat the other five. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Um, all right, man. Well, for that, uh, Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody.